Welcome to Digging the Dharma, where we dig into the Buddhist Dharma and explore ways of bringing these 2,500-year-old teachings into our lives. I'm Doug Smith of Doug's Dharma on YouTube and the Online Dharma Institute. And I'm John Aaron, teacher at New York Insight Meditation Center and Space to Meditate, and an MBSR teacher and trainer. Well, hello, John. How are you? How are you today? I'm doing okay, Doug. It's only about an hour, half an hour after our last introduction, but you know, here we are. Well, it's behind the scenes, we've just we've just you know? ripped the what do they call it? The fourth wall. Yeah. <laughs> Ripped down the fourth wall, admitted that actually we just recorded this other one 10 minutes ago. <laughs> it's like, it's like on the, uh, the late show that, you know, they record Thursday and Friday on the same day. That's so what you got to do. The audience you know. gets two shows and, and they have to pretend yeah. they're a Friday audience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yes. Good to see you. It is. Yeah. It, well, however we do it, it's fun. So that's all. That's all. That's all that matters. Yeah, and today it's Christmas, so if people, or this will be coming out on Christmas, so if anybody's celebrating Christmas, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas uh, to all of you. And, yeah, we uh, don't celebrate Christmas, actually, no. but um, no. I, no. I loved it when I was a kid, I have to say. I mean, I, I yeah. got into the whole Christmas thing when I was a kid. It was, yeah. it was fun, it, getting presents and so it's on. It's very beautiful. I mean, you know, from the Jewish tradition, it'll be the end of Hanukkah, you know, which was a kind of minor holiday until... It had to compete with Until Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> yeah. And now it's kind of interesting because it, you know, it's, it's about the miracle of, of the oil that, that, it's about, Kept yeah, it's, it, like that, there's or? the eternal light in, in any Jewish synagogue. There's an eternal light, which is never supposed to go off. Of course, now they're mostly electric, but in, in those days they were, you know, oil, the oil, they didn't have enough oil for, I forget they were in the middle of a war. And so they didn't have enough oil to last the eight days, but somehow the oil lasted eight days. So that's kind of had some relevance to what's going on in the world these days. You know, oil is still an issue. (laughs) (laughs) It's a different kind of oil that they were looking at, but still. Um, Anyway, we digress slightly. It's not something, anyway, it's not something that I celebrate any of these, but but they are beautiful. Yeah. Uh, I love seeing all the trees around. Yes. And New York is fun during Christmas. Uh, It is. It's beautiful. yeah, Yeah. So yeah, today we, you know, we, a few weeks ago, we did this podcast on embodiment, which I felt was actually quite, quite good, if, if we may say so ourselves. Um, <laughs> and, and then I was on retreat and turned out to primarily be about embodiment uh, because Ajahn Suchito, who was the, the, the monk who was leading this retreat, is one of the most embodied teachers I've ever met. And... Um, how, how do you how do you mean that? How, how does that come across to you? Just as you see him moving, first off, you realize how aware he is of his body, mm-hmm. and every you know he really takes that first foundation of mindfulness, mindfulness of the body, fully in, and he has. I mean, you know, because he's been a monk for forty years, fifty years. And, and, and so when he moves his body, he knows that he's moving his body. He knows, he knows he's fully aware of that feeling of, you know, moving the leg or moving the arm or, and every, and it's not like it's, uh, self-conscious in any way. It's just such deep awareness of the soma of, of the bodily, the bodily experience. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, as he teaches, and it's, it's also, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about this in that episode. Basically, the four foundations of mindfulness, mindfulness of body, mindfulness of feeling, tone, vedana, mindfulness of mind, mm-hmm. and mindfulness of phenomena, they all go back to the body. And, you know, whatever one experiences, one experiences in the body. And yet most of us live in our head, in our thinking mind. But you, so, so when he's teaching, he's continually reminding us of that. And, and on, on retreat, we did an hour every day of Qigong, which is a very, you know, a, a body practice that can be done in many different ways. But uh, as he teaches it, it's, you know, and even yoga. I mean, we didn't do yoga, but I mean, people who, who do yoga, mm-hmm. you know, often are, are, they're doing the movements, right? But they don't necessarily really feel what's going on. I found yoga to be actually very useful to yeah. me. And I, I, you know, it's not something that I had normally associated with mm-hmm. meditation. Um, it certainly is not part of, let's say, the early tradition, um, mm. but... Neither is Qigong for that matter, but I had, I've had teachers and friends who have led with yoga as well. I think you do sometimes. Even. Yeah. And I, it's interesting how it helps. It seems to help sort of center you and uh, as the Zen people would say, center you uh, mm-hmm. in, in a way that helps, actually helps focus the meditation better. Oh, for yeah. sure. Um, you know, some people would say yoga prepares you to sit. <laughs> It could, yeah, absolutely. But sitting yeah. itself is a form of yoga. That's true. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and uh, you know, Qigong is, is a Taoist practice, actually, but it, it, it mm-hmm. um, it's about energy. Uh, Suchito, when he teaches Qigong, actually, he, he's, he, he relates it to the, to the four elements uh, and the embodied nature of the four elements. So, you know, we think of the earth element as, as like our feet on the ground. You know, are the are the clearest experience of the earth element, mm-hmm. and the water element is, as he says, it's the element that that holds things together. You know, it allows for fluidity in our in our movements, and and it's really what it 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 water fills space. It it it, it takes this the shape of whatever it's in, whatever container it's in. Um. And then, of course, the air element is, is, you know, the air that we're breathing in. It provides vitality. But the vitality ele- would be the fire element, you know. So it's mm. like, and then there's the space element, you know, which we are moving within. So everything is experienced from the place of the body. And so, you know, our, our holiday gift, <laughs> maybe I should say my holiday gift, but it's the show's holiday gift, is that I'm going to guide a, a practice. Yeah, a meditation practice for you all to, to, to enjoy, I hope, or gain something from. I'm, I'm recalling it from a, a meditation that, that Ajahn guided us through, and it's not his words, but I remember when it was the end of the first week or the beginning of the second week where he guided something similar, and, and uh, I was really... Uh, and I've led hundreds of body scans, <laughs> so this was not a body scan per se, but it's very much, you know, a, a practice which is starting within, with with experiencing this body. We should um, probably say a body scan is where you go 
through your experience of the body from, let's say, your toes all the way up to the top of your head, sort of part yeah, by part. People do it differently, um, but it's it's different the felt ways, sense but, of the body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, I mean, some people use it to relax. It can be a, a wonderful way to relax. Um, it can be a wonderful way to, f- to uh, fall asleep if you're having trouble sleeping. Yeah. To start yeah. a body scan, or at least to, to become better aware, acquainted with. Although those, sometimes those people do it, and they do anything but relax. <laughs> first, yeah, you know, it's different. Different, you know. Everyone's yeah. different. It's all, every experience is different. Um, yeah, but this this isn't a body scan per se. Um, hmm. I, I should say though that in in the and, and we talked about this a little bit in the refrain of the Satipatthana. We talked about this in the in the podcast around embodiment. We talked about the ins, uh, the internal, the external mm. quality of, of our our experience, but the other part of that refrain is in the in the case of the first foundation is, um, and I don't have it immediately in front of me, but it's, it's something to the effect of, it's about bare knowing, it's about uh, sampajana, this bare bare knowing of experience, but just knowing that in fact there is a body, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Because, yeah, and, and and in a way, that's what we're practicing is knowing that there is a body. Mm-hmm. So, let's know our body. <laughs> yeah. So, friends, just uh, find yourself a comfortable posture, and uh, if you're seated in a chair, if you have both feet firmly on the floor, and find a posture which is balanced, so you can feel the weight coming evenly into your sit bones. Your back can be firm, but not rigid. Front can be soft. Just for starters, just really come to the experience of your body sitting, the feeling of your butt on the chair or the cushion. What is that experience? Where is that experience? And conceptually, of course, I know that I have a stomach, a belly. I know that I have ribs, and lungs, chest. I know that I have shoulders. But what is the feeling of that? What is the, the sense, the felt sense of knowing where my belly is in relationship to my sit bones? knowing where my chest is in relationship to my belly. What is the experience of that? The experience of where the shoulders are in relationship to the chest and the belly. How do we know? What is that experience? 
and experiencing the skull balanced on top of it all, perhaps. Does the skull have weight? As we experience this upper half of the body, just aware of the channel coming up the middle and the experience of breath flowing through this channel. As you attend to the breath, just observing how that breath really initiates from the bottom of that channel and then fills up the body as you breathe in. Taking a few deep breaths just to truly experience that. These are conscious breaths. And then allowing the body to find what it needs on its own. Just noticing that you don't have to do anything. The body breathes. The breath breathes itself. And as you breathe, simply notice what else is being experienced in the body. The rising and falling of the chest, the belly, Maybe even subtle movements of the vertebrae. And acknowledging that this breath is life. Breath is what keeps us alive. So the breath itself is a gift. So knowing this in-breath and knowing this out-breath, but paying particular attention to the gap between the in-breath and the out-breath, and between the out-breath and the in-breath, And when you get to the end of the out-breath, simply waiting for the next in-breath. There's nothing that needs to be done. The in-breath will arrive.
Of course, throughout this meditation, you may be noticing at times how the mind will wander off, become engaged in some kind of habitual thinking. That is perfectly normal. And when that's known, we simply come back to this breath, to this body sitting here. There may also be an awareness of places in the body that seem to be calling out. They want some attention because they're uncomfortable or in pain of some sort, or maybe just an itch. Recognize that we have a whole body Whatever sensation is arising in a particular part of this body can be held by the whole body and soothed by those parts of the body that are not in any level of discomfort. The wisdom of the body is quite miraculous. You might also bring some curiosity to the boundaries of the body, where the body ends and the space around it begins. This experience of the internal sensation and the external sensation and where they meet. How is that known?
And as we bring this short practice to a close, recognizing that this quality of sati, this quality of mindfulness, is a quality that is imbued with compassion. And that as we bring this kind of awareness to the body, it's actually caring for this body. And that it's available to us at any moment of our lives. We simply have to remember, which is another quality of sati, of mindfulness. Thanks for that, John. It was that was that was really lovely. Yeah, my pleasure. I don't know. If there was some hammering going on outside. I hope it didn't spill it's over. New York. It did. It was just sound. That's all right. <laughs> just yeah, sound. It's just sound. I almost brought it in, but I wasn't sure how much of it came through. <laughs> so. Um, yeah. yeah no, it's it's wonderful. I, I these uh, guided meditations can be uh, so reinvigorating. I think mm. in their own way. You know, yeah, was there anything for you that, that you noticed that you might not have noticed before or that was sort of newer? Yeah, I mean, I was thinking a lot about the, the what you were talking about, the knowing. Mm-hmm. That there is this, there is this raw feel, maybe, but the raw feel doesn't really tell you anything. There's this, it's just this feel. But to know what, pe- what, is where the the stomach is above the uh, the hips or the rear end on the seat. That's all interpretive. You know, that's all this the sanya, the perception, the perceptive mm-hmm. mind. Mm-hmm. That's you know, that's that's giving uh, interpretations to this feel that really doesn't have any innate shape to it. Um, so right. That was that was you know. It yeah. Was, exactly. It's like. And this is the problem with perception, in a sense, is because as soon yeah. as you put a word to something, a name mm-hmm. to something, a, a location—not a, a location, but a, a no, even an a idea of a location. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, well, is that is that true? <laughs> is yeah. that really is yeah. that really the experience? And and yet the the the, the sensation itself, the the, mm-hmm. the felt sense of it, is what's true. And yet, it's hard to put a word on that. There was, right. There's no right. need to put a word on it, I should say. It's like, and, and, and yet, because as soon as we do, that often will shift, uh, that that can bring us into another level of, you know, we can start thinking about it. Oh, well, wait a minute. Is mm-hmm. that right? Does it need, <laughs> we can get caught in the thought. And so yeah. it's, it's just a, that this is the, and this is in a sense, uh, part of what we were talking about in our last podcast of, of, of becoming. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and um, 
there's a there's a very famous um, philosopher of the late twentieth century named Wilfred Sellers, who um, who wrote who has a some wonderful wonderful papers. They're they're very uh, difficult sort of to read through, but one of his expressions, well known, is called the myth of the given. Mm. In that paper, which is uh, famous for a lot of us philosophers, is that one of the things he argues is that there is this idea in in some thought that we are given the way things are, you know, through our senses. We just see. I mean, and and pick your pick your description. We see th- objects, or we see phenomena, or mm-hmm. we see whatever. And he says that that you know that's all. The, the the myth is that we're actually given that stuff through our senses. Right. That stuff is all interpretive, and a lot of it involves a lot of interpretation. And yeah. so it, it comes through, you know, sort of doing a lot of philosophy and thinking and and reasoning mm-hmm. and rationalizing. It doesn't actually come directly to the senses. It's that's <laughs> that's after. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I think that's it's good. Yeah. I hope folks enjoyed that or, or got something from it. I, I don't want to say enjoyed necessarily, but maybe you did. Uh, it wasn't. Yeah. I'm giving you this for your enjoyment. No, but it's really for you know. Just um, I will. I'll be curious your, yeah, to hear no. from people like sort of what their experience is. And, it's wonderful. Another another thing I will say just in in in, in closing or in quick mm-hmm. is that I find uh, embodied uh, practice to be very useful in in exercise. Mm. Um, I, one of the most embodied things I think that I do every yeah. you know several days a week is exercise um, yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. I take it seriously because i think it's so important for health sure so i keep that in mind i you know my my introduction to meditation was through zen fitness i think i told you when i was back in high school cool yes you did uh, some of our first podcasts so, yeah yeah so. great well friends enjoy the holiday if you're listening to this on the holiday well there's 12 days of Christmas if you're if you're celebrating Christmas right. anyway. That's so right. hopefully you're listening to this within this one of those 12 days. And, and uh, even if and, you're not, uh, doesn't yeah. matter. Enjoy it. Make today a holiday. Okay. There you go. <laughs> and uh, yeah. So until next time. Yeah. Thanks so much. And yeah. Thanks for the for the wonderful wonderful guided meditation this time. Okay. All right. Take care. Yep. Bye bye. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast, consider leaving a review on your local podcast directory. It would help us out a lot. You can check John out at johnaaron.net and Doug at Doug's Dharma on YouTube and his Patreon page linked in the notes. You've been listening to Dig in the Dharma with Doug Smith and John Aaron.